0: Publish Her Podcast, episode 51. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And i felt what you're feeling I don't wanna get in your way. Well, I guess it's only appropriate that episode 51 follows our big 50th episode where we talked about what we have learned over the last few years as a team. If you missed that episode, it was really a phenomenal one with lots of great insights and information from me and my core team members that have been with me since the get-go, basically. And, um, Today, episode 51 is posting on October 15th, which is the 8th birthday or anniversary of my first press, my first publishing house, Cat Biggie Press. It was born or launched into existence on October 15th, 2013, the day that I published my first book, Sunshine After the Storm, A Survival Guide for the Grieving Mother. The date is significant because I chose October 15th because it's Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day which clearly, by the topic of the book, you can see makes sense and fits. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about one of my favorite topics, which is writing to heal, but also talking about the journey that we've had, and, and you know, really making sure that we honor this day not only as really the day that started everything, for my business, but the day of what it actually is. Because in the last eight years, I've had the joy and just uh, like, I don't even know the words to describe it. It it sounds so weird to say joy around helping people write through their grief, but it truly has been an honor for me to publish multiple books, um, helping other mothers who have gone through a similar journey of, of loss of either the ch- of a child or an infant or a pregnancy. So today I wanted to just come to you and, and tell you a little bit about how it all began, tell you a little bit about some of the authors that we've worked with in the journey, and give you some behind the scenes insight on how things have gone. Because I understand where you are at if you're new. I understand where you're at if you've been doing this for a decade. There's so much to learn in this publishing journey. And I learned firsthand when I set out to do Sunshine After the Storm. If you've never heard me tell my story before, I'm not going to get too involved in the details here, but in a brief nutshell, um, I had identical twins that had a very serious condition, twin to twin transfusion syndrome. They were born nine and a half weeks early, and my daughter Catherine lived for two days. And my other daughter was a one pound, 10 ounce, super micro preemie, and just a miracle of miracles. She spent uh, 12 weeks in the NICU. And Came home, had some issues, of course, and the first year of life was full of lots of Lots of doctor's appointments and things of that nature, but she is healthy and almost 10 years old now So I had taken to blogging Um, Once my daughter Karis was home from the NICU and I didn't I started to be able to process what was going on in my life The trauma that we'd gone through, the loss, the grief, all of those things I started blogging I blogged anonymously under the name Cat Biggie. So people ask me all the time, how did Cat Biggie Press get named Cat Biggie Press? And it's because my daughter's name was Catherine Big Wharf. And when I started blogging, I wasn't sure that I wanted the whole world to know who I was. I was angry, I was sad, I was disappointed in the medical community, there was a lot of stuff going on, I was disappointed in some of my friends and family, um, to be honest, with things that happened in, in the journey and all of that, and I was really upset with the medical community, because twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome has been around long enough and impacts 25% of identical pregnancy identical twin pregnancies, so I felt like there should be a lot more knowledge level, and there were many times where I felt like I knew more about what was going on than my medical staff did. So anyway, I I took to blogging, my emotions. I took to blogging about twin to twin transfusion, life in the NICU, losing an infant daughter, all of those things. And I did that for about a year. And um, my... dear friend uh, delivered a stillborn baby at 37 weeks, and at that point in time, I knew that I wanted to do more. I had built up a large resource and community of other bloggers and people doing things to help grieving mothers, so I pulled together all of my resources and I said, I want to write a book. I want to put together a book for grieving mothers, and I'd love you to help me do this. So I scoped out the the book. I outlined it. I went out and sought articles that would fit, or, um, or chapters that would fit what I wanted to be in the book. I approached those people. I asked them to submit. I gathered it all together. Um, I had an editor go through, I ha- had uh, a cover designer, and I actually learned how to do the interior layout myself, which may or may not have been a good decision at the time because I made some pretty significant Errors and had to redo it afterwards, and it probably needs another refresh. Um, now, looking back on all the things that I've learned, I was flipping through a copy the other day and I realized, oops, there's a couple of pages where the header information just didn't show up. Okie dokie. Um, but you know, those haven't been a huge priority for me to go back and fix because nobody who's reading this book gives a rats patootie about whether or not there's a header or footer. They're reading it because they are recovering from the worst thing they could have ever imagined in their life. And I think that's an important thing for us to, as authors, to remember when we're writing books like this. When we're writing books that are truly meant to help someone heal from a trauma, yes, we want our books to be as professional as possi- possible. And I am by no means saying, I oh, just put out a book and it, you know, who cares if it's got mistakes. No, I want your books to be as professional as possible. But in this journey to get our words into the world, if we are so hindered, by perfectionism and by wanting everything to be just right that the book never gets out there then what's the point? You're not, you're not helping people that way. The good news is you can always, if you're self-published, you can always go back and fix things. If you find an error, if you find a page that doesn't have a header, if you find things like that, if they're big enough errors or they're really bothering you, you can absolutely go back and fix those. The original cover was atrocious. Um, I loved the cover in the beginning, but now that I know what I know, looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and I wound up having to have the cover redesigned by uh, Michelle Fairbanks of Fresh Design, and she did a beautiful second cover. So anyway, I, I I put this book together because I wanted resources out there. I wanted to be able to help a mother who had gone through what I had gone through. I wanted more than anything in the world for a mother who's just lost a pregnancy, an infant, or a child to know you are not alone. You are not alone. Here's all these other moms and we featured a section on dads and here's all the things that they've gone through. Here's all the pain. Here's all the the, the, the questions. Here's all the stupid things that other people did. Here's all the things. And um, we made a beautiful compilation. And when I was deciding what to do in terms of publishing the book. I, I got my ISBNs like all of us should. I was in my my Bowker Boker account and um and it asked for an imprint or maybe it was on KDP. I can't remember. It's A lot of stuff has happened in the last eight <laughs> years. But I was looking in there and I noticed that it wanted an imprint. So I did my research, what is an imprint? And I learned that an imprint is basically the name associated with the publishing of your book. So when you think about like Random House or Tarcher or Penguin or Simon & Schuster, like those are publishing companies and they also have imprints, um, which is the, t- the name that's on your book. So I learned all about that. I learned how to set one up. It's very easy in the back end of Bowker. And when I was thinking about what I wanted that to be, I thought about my why. And my why and everything that I've done – Is Catherine, Um, you know, keeping her legacy alive, keeping her story in the forefront of everything that I'm doing, remembering when this industry gets tough, when bad things happen, when we make mistakes, when a launch doesn't go the way we want. That has pulled me back to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I thought, what better way? Can I honor her, remember her, and keep focused on my why in this world than to create a press that publishes books on grief and loss? Even if mine was the only one, I didn't know if I'd be writing more. I had no plans of publishing other people's books at that point in time, but I knew that I wanted the name associated with the publishing of her book to be meaningful, so I chose Cat Biggie Press in honor of my sweet Catherine Bigwarf so fast forward a little bit um for those of you who have followed my journey you know that what happened was i just fell in love with this big puzzle of publishing it was so exciting to learn the ins and outs of learning what an imprint is getting my isbn's finding a cover designer doing all these things and um, i enjoyed the writing process too but i really enjoyed the puzzle of putting it all together some people hate that part it was my jam And, um, I wanted to do some more books. So I also had three living children, my surviving twin daughter, who was an infant, um, my two year old daughter and my five year old son. So I was in the thick of it with parenting and I was blogging on a different blog about parenting topics. And, um, I I had made some blogger friends, and one of them I just connected with really well, Carrie Rivera, and we were kind of in the same phase of life, and we were fed up with what we were seeing as the mommy wars. So we decided that we wanted to come up with a book that would tell moms, you know what, it doesn't matter how you're making decisions, what you're doing with your kids, whatever you're doing, as long as you're taking care of your kids, it's the right thing. So we wrote Lose the Cape realities for busy modern moms and strategies to survive. And we interviewed a ton of moms and we brought in their input and we were like whether you're using cloth diapers or disposable diapers, whether you're breastfeeding or doing formula, you know, here here's a lot of input from a lot of people. You do what's right for you and your family. So we published Lose the Cape. And after I published my second book, people started asking me questions. How are you doing this? You know, what's going on here? How do you put a book on Amazon? How do you figure out how to format it? And I was approached by a lovely, lovely woman named Natalie who wanted to do a book on grieving parents as well. And so she needed help and support and all the things, um, layout, getting her ISBN, getting all of those things. So I opened Write, Publish, Sell, um, which was my self-publishing support uh, business that I didn't know was going to grow into it. But I started by helping her with what she needed. And as I was doing it, I started doing some blog posts and doing, you know, creating other content for other writers and authors who were trying to figure out how to move forward in their journey. So thank you Natalie Himmelreich for Grieving Parents um, for that book project, which really launched um, my write, publish, sell, and our services for authors. And then I got um, contacted by Amy Lands, who wrote Navigating the Unknown, which is also a beautiful book for grieving parents who get notified that their child is sick or ill and really don't know what to do at that point in time. You know, what are the resources? What can you do? She came to me with this beautiful book and I helped her also prepare it for publication and get it launched into the world. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember the details of who came next and who was after that and where everybody fit in. I started getting other clients that knew I was um, working on books um, through Boss Moms, um, Dana Malstaff's huge Resource for moms who are in the opening and running their own businesses, and um, she graciously did a webinar with me so that I could talk to her community about this. And from that, I I got numerous new people in and um, and several new clients, and just started 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 doing more for other authors and helping them out. And I launched my very first group coaching program um, not long after that, where I helped six authors through the process of finishing and publishing their books. And so, you know, the journey began very, very slowly and just started growing and growing and growing. I had more authors coming to me with grief books, and we had Natasha Carlo come in with her beautiful children's book, Um, in the meantime, I'd also started a children's book publishing company, by the way, because, um, another friend of mine, Anna, who had written, who was a contributor to Sunshine After the Storm, um, after her son Jack passed away very unexpectedly at 12 years old, she started a blog also about grief, her blog An Inch of Grey, um, wound up getting a huge, a huge, 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 huge. And she wound up doing a traditionally published book about her memoir about her son called Rare Bird. And that was a beautiful book. And she decided that she wanted to do a children's book. So knowing that I was in the publishing industry and helping authors and doing all the things, she came to me and I helped walk through some stuff with her. I'd been feeling called to children's books for a while. And, um, and, and working through the process, helping her on a consulting basis, kind of gave me the confidence to realize that I could also do children's books and... My friend Julie Neal, who is a wonderful, wonderful woman who also has a fantastic podcast and um, The Mother's Quest and lots of great stuff going on, Um, she contacted me and she said, hey, I have this friend who's written a beautiful children's book called Princess Monroe. And um, Jody's looking for a publisher. Do you think you can help her? And I said, send me the manuscript. I haven't done any children's books before, but let me see it. I'd really like to look at it. And I got her manuscript and I was like, this is... The best thing I've ever seen. I just loved it so much. Princess Monroe is truly a story of empowerment of little girls who don't want to do things the traditional way, want to do things their own way, want to explore and learn and become, you know, the, their own um, entity in the world. And um, and and I just loved it. And I was like, yes, yes, I want to do this book. We're gonna figure out how to do children's book publishing. So, Purple Butterfly Press was born. And not long after that, Natasha Carlo, who I briefly mentioned and then realized, hold on, I haven't started, I haven't told y'all how Purple Butterfly Press came to be. Natasha Carlo reached out to me and said, I see you're doing children's books. I've been following you in the grief world. Um, I've written this book about the miscarriages that I had, or not about the miscarriages, about telling her children, her living children, about the babies that came before them. And this is Beautiful, beautiful children's book called Happy Tears and Rainbow Babies. Um, And it was a very special book because hardly anything existed in the miscarriage world for women of color. And this one is written by a woman of color and um, it's, it's beautiful, a beautiful story. So that was our next book in the process and also fit really well with my theme of wanting to help grieving mothers process their grief and help the world within them. So I'm not gonna go through every single author that ever came to me on this, but since then we've published Just Be, which is a memoir by Lindsay Gibson, and and she then later came out with a Just Be journal to help grieving mothers as well um, through processing grief and trauma. And our most recent publication was assisting Pascal Vermont with her just incredible book for grieving parents called Surviving the Unimaginable. So along the way, we've had all kinds of other authors come in our doors. We don't just work with grieving parents. We work with other types of nonfiction books, lots of entrepreneurs and their business and self-help books, lots of inspirational books, lots of um, we've started do- we have started doing fiction books about two years ago, so we really covered the spectrum of the types of authors that we have worked through, and it has been such an incredible, incredible journey. It is amazing to be part of the process of helping someone realize their dream of publishing a book. No matter how difficult that journey is, once you get there, once you achieve it, It's it is kind of like having a baby. Like the pain and the discomfort and the all the mess trying to get there. And then you're like, I will never do this again. And then you make it through and you hold your baby for the first time and you're like, What? What pain? What what you know, this is just the best thing ever. And a book launched is often very comparable. Like it feels so painful getting all the things done in the process, getting there, getting it done, and getting it out into the world. And then once that launch day happens, it's the most magical, wonderful day. You're a published author. Your dream has come true. Whether you're writing a children's book, a fiction book, a nonfiction book, And you know, the exciting part is that it doesn't go away. Every time we launch a book, it's just as exciting as the first time. It's just as meaningful and it's just as impactful because we know that we've been a part of someone's process to accomplish their dreams, whether it's their first or 50th book. It's still their dream to get their words into the world, to impact people, no matter how that is. It's been such an amazing ride, and I didn't want to let October 15th pass without saying, you know, happy birthday. Happy birthday to my press or happy anniversary, whichever one you want to talk about it but also to really honor the authors that we have worked with along the way. So I want to give a big shout out to our Cat Biggie Press authors and tell you about their books, Um, just briefly, just the names, in case you're looking for these. Of course, you have Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother. The Other F Word, When Faith Fills the Gap, by Sarah Stamp, who wrote her beautiful book of hope and encouragement Um, After her daughter passed away at four years old to pediatric cancer, we have Just Be by Lindsay Gibson, and um, a beautiful, beautiful, uh, the subtitle of that is How My Stillborn Son Taught Me to Surrender, a beautiful memoir, and her Just Be Guide, Steps to Healing, we have another book that I put together, which was a compilation of um, essays from other parents who went through twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome, and that's never the same, Families Forever Changed by Twin-to-Twin Transfusion Syndrome. Of course, Pascal Vermont's uh, Surviving the Unimaginable, Amy Lands Navigating the Unknown, both of those um, crucial books for helping parents um, during and after the loss of their infant, and child. Um, We have, of course, Natasha Carlo's Happy Tears and Rainbow Babies, published by Purple Butterfly Press. And coming out very, very soon, we have um, a new book called 21 Olive Trees, which is A Mother's Walk Through the Grief of Suicide to Hope and Healing. But this is such a gorgeous and different book than anything you've ever seen in the grief world. It is a beautiful collection of poems that she wrote to her son after he died by suicide at age 21. But it's poems, it's fables, and these fables are just so beautiful because they're told in a childlike manner, but they have these just like You know, the first one, Camel and Spider, it's about a journey of a camel and spider across the desert and they get separated and at the end they find each other again and the spider says to the camel, Camel, I'm with you always even when you can't see me. And just these messages of hope and encouragement that even when our loved ones have passed on, they are still with us. So beautiful and it's beautifully illustrated. Each fable has just a gorgeous illustration that goes with it. And, um, you know, if this is something that you're interested in, you can go to lauraformantini.com uh, I'll put that in the show notes, or you can just Google 21 olive trees. 21 is spelled as one word, 21 olive trees, but she's looking for advanced readers. Um, it publishes in January and we'd really love to get the buzz out about this book. You can also find out more about it at catviggypress.com, um, and yeah, so that's those, we've published lots of other books that you can find on catbiggypress.com, but those are our our major um, our grief and loss books. And it, again, it has just been such an amazing experience for me to be a part of these ladies' lives. And then because of being a part of these ladies' lives, all the other people that have been brought to me um, throughout the journey and, and you know, it, it, then the Women in Publishing Summit, where we get the opportunity to have an even larger impact with a with a really connected group of women who have the same mission of no matter what type of book they're writing, you know, making a difference in the world, making a difference in their own lives and in their family lives. And oh, well, we're so excited about the next Women in Publishing Summit so that we can impact even more people. Just an example of the impact that that we can have with this conference is that, I just um, started working with a new author who is writing her memoir about her relationship with her parents and her father was a sexual predator and um, growing up and surviving it and her resilience and her work that she's now doing to help other sexual assault victims. I mean, these are the kind of things that just blow my mind that I get to be a part of, that I get to be a part of real healing, real stories, real and, you know, just because you're writing a fiction book doesn't mean you're not as important. There are tons of fiction books that that do so many things for so many people. Some of them have big lessons behind them, like The Car Thief by Vicki Reed, which is really, it's a fiction book about a kid in the foster care system. But it's more than that. It's a look at the juvenile justice system. It's a look at foster care. It's a look at the things that are going wrong and she's having a bigger input. But I will tell you, even people writing romance, rom-com, let me tell you, The laughter that I have gotten from Emma St. Clair's books and some other rom-com books that I've read has really helped me just stay, stay, stay in it, stay in the game in this crazy COVID world and in, you know, all the things that are going on. So sometimes books that just purely entertain are just as important, if not more important sometimes than other books out there too. So no matter what you're writing, no matter what you're doing with your books, I just want to say thank you for being part of our community. Thank you for doing what you do to entertain, to educate, to inspire, to help, to motivate, to change people's lives, to support them in their darkest hours, to uplift them, to teach children. Whatever it is you're doing, it's important. It's important work and I am proud to have you in my community and to know you and to show up. And to give you the best that I can to help make this journey as easy as possible for you, to help provide you the resources that are going to make a difference. And I thank you for allowing me to embark on this incredible journey and to make something bigger out of it and to always and always remember my daughter.